Hey, welcome. It is uh, s- uh, seven minutes after nine o'clock. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Oh, that's uh, unusual. I didn't expect that. Okay. Um, well, we got a lot of ground to cover today. Uh, we've got Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft on. Uh, the Epic Times is going to be with us. I'm not sure if the Democrats are just that stupid or they're the, just that smart. Uh, we'll talk about it. Deals with Colorado. Um, and then there's the Epstein story about all these names that are being released. Uh, and I'm going to just tell you right now, the Epstein story is not a story. There is no there there. You are not going to learn anything salacious about anybody on that list. It, it, it's, it's nothing, and I'll explain why a little later in the program. In the meantime, a state court, the state Supreme Court of Colorado, has decided that Donald Trump shouldn't be on the uh, ballot... Uh, they stayed their own decision, I guess, until or unless the Supreme Court uh, concludes that they're wrong, and I'm pretty sure they will. Uh, I've had uh, questions about uh, this whole argument that he shouldn't be on for the longest time. Brian, when did David call in? When did, when did Dave Rowland call in? Uh, top of the hour. Huh. All right. Well, now he's here. Let's find out. Dave, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Gary. How are you doing? Big doings today, huh? Well, I I don't think so. I I think this uh, the Supreme Court's going to throw this out, um, and it's, it's certainly it, possible. And, um, and what, they're not going to act on it. Done is force the issue. Yeah. Uh, if the Supreme Court rules on it, then it's gone. If the, if the Supreme Court rules the way I think they will, then it'll be gone. The whole the whole country will be under the the ruling of no, he gets to go on. Well, yeah, I think so. There are a couple of questions here. The first is, will the Supreme Court actually take this case? They're not obligated to. I think it's virtually certain that they will, because I think the prospect of moving forward with the primary elections where one of the states has said uh, that a former president is not even allowed to be on the ballot. I, I don't think that the Supreme Court will be able to tolerate that. The real question is, is what will they do with the insurrection clause of the 14th Amendment, and how quickly will they do it? Um, so one of the challenges that election authorities all over the country have right now is they are preparing for primary elections, and they've got to figure out who's going to be on the ballot so they can print those ballots and get them out to the voters. And if the Supreme Court drags its feet on issuing a ruling on this, assuming that they take it in the first place, then that could conceivably mean that you have a few of these primaries go forward without any resolution of whether Donald Trump is going to be considered a legitimate candidate or not. Um, My guess is that if the Supreme Court takes the case, they will probably... Uh, issue an order that says he cannot be excluded from the ballot until the Supreme Court rules. Um, so, for example, in Missouri, uh, we have a strict rule as to when a candidate's name can be added to the ballot. After a certain point, you can no longer add a candidate's name to the ballot. But if the candidate's name remains on the ballot and they are later ruled disqualified, you can always strike them off. You can draw a line through that name, and they can no longer be considered for that office. 
And so I expect what the Supreme Court would likely do is say, we're going to take this case for the time being. He's got to be included on the ballot if he would otherwise, you know, qualify in, in a given state. And then if we ultimately decide that this insurrection clause disqualifies him, then you know, at that point, his name can be stricken. Um, but as far as the substance of this, what was really interesting is that the trial court in Colorado held that Mr. Trump had been engaged in insurrection. And they said that because, look, what he did in the wake of the 2020 election was he was um, pressuring the Congress not to follow the usual procedures in transferring power from his administration to the Biden administration. Um, he was pressuring Congress to basically declare him the winner of the election, even though the votes didn't appear to support that. And Colorado said, uh, the, the trial court first said, and now the, the Colorado Supreme Court has agreed, that that amounts to insurrection against the United States. The Constitution says things are supposed to be done a certain way. He was pushing Congress to do something other than what the Constitution said, and that is defying the lawful authority of the United States. Um, so the trial court and the Supreme Court, the Colorado Supreme Court, agreed on that point, but the trial court said, but when you look at the text of the 14th Amendment, it only specifically says that it applies to members of Congress, officers of the United States, and members of state legislatures, state executives, and state judiciaries. It does not expressly say the president, even though it easily could have. And so the trial court in Colorado said, if it doesn't name the president, then it doesn't apply to the president. And the Colorado Supreme Court says, you know what? It would be ridiculous to say that this clause applies to all these other positions, but it doesn't apply to the president. I think the Colorado Supreme Court is very definitely wrong on that point. Um, there's no such thing as a, well, this just makes sense test for constitutional questions. <laughs> um, where you have a number of specific instances established, specific offices to which something is to apply, you don't get to say, oh, well, of course they meant to include the president. There's a legal maxim that says the inclusion of one thing implies the exclusion of everything else. And so if, if they went to the trouble of naming electors for president and vice president, but did not name the office of president or the office of vice president themselves, it stands to reason that they did not intend to include those offices. And there's actually a pretty good reason why. For all of these other offices that we're talking about, state offices or congressional seats, these are offices that are chosen to represent only a small portion of the population a small portion of the people of the United States. And when we were coming out of the Civil War, there was a very strong reason to believe that in these small portions of the United States, they might well want to elect insurrectionists. How do we know? Because they did. The vice president of the Confederacy, Alexander Stevens, was elected to Congress after the Civil War by Georgia. And that's part of the reason that we have the insurrection clause, to make sure that the people of a state could not choose someone in one of these capacities who had engaged in insurrection against the United States after swearing an oath uh, to support the Constitution. And so the president, however, 
is elected by the entire country. They represent the entire country. And it's very easy to think that the framers of the 14th Amendment would have assumed that, look, if the entire country is willing, or at least you know, a sufficient majority, is willing to elect somebody to this office, then they're entitled to have that person. They don't have the same concerns that people in a very small region of the country would be electing somebody who might be actively trying to sabotage the Constitution of the United States. So that's the long and the short of it. Um, I I don't know that I am 100 percent confident in how the U.S. Supreme Court is going to come down on this. I, I think it is very likely that they will say that you cannot at a minimum exclude President Trump from the ballots, um, they may, I think they will likely say that he also is not ineligible to serve as president, but there may be some wiggle room there. And I do not know how say chief justice Roberts or Kavanaugh, or maybe even justice Barrett, uh, might come down on this. Um, you know, there could well be sufficient wiggle room to, prevent a majority, a strong majority of the Supreme Court saying, oh, yes, President Trump can be on the ballot. He can serve in office if elected. Um, But it it is going to be a very active phase of litigation. I think the Supreme Court's going to signal that they're going to take this very quickly. I think they're going to accelerate consideration, and I think they're going to try and get a ruling out very quickly. Now, does that mean that we're going to have a ruling by February? That would be really ambitious, and I don't think it's likely, um, but we might well have a ruling by March. Um, so we'll, we'll have to watch it super carefully. And we will. Uh, and I do think that uh, ultimately he ends up on the ballot. Uh, but now there are there are political considerations uh, with regard to this. And, and what I mean is that every time they go after this guy, his numbers get stronger. It's this isn't the legality of it. This is the election cycle, the uh, the election yeah. side of this. Uh, so I'm going to chat with listeners about that. Uh, in the meantime, since we had you on today, we're not going to have you on tomorrow. We're just going to throw you off. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I'll look forward to talking to you after the new year. All right, Dave Roland, MoFreedom.org. Thank you for being with us. Uh, by the way, he wasn't going to be on tomorrow. He's got some other legal obligations that he has to t- tend to. Uh, so I just took advantage of that. Uh, 874-9390, 800-529-5572. Every time the Democrats do this, every time they go after this guy, his numbers get stronger. We'll talk to uh, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft. He's uh, appearing on the program, not as a political candidate, but because he is the Secretary of the State of Missouri, and I want to know what he thinks of the Colorado decision. In the meantime, are the Democrats stupid or really smart? Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. It's 922, and uh, we'll chat about uh, Donald Trump. Uh, and Colorado's decision in a few minutes with the Secretary of State, Jay Ashcroft. But I'm, I'm not really sure if the Democrats are just that stupid or if they're just that smart. Are they that clueless? They know that every time they go after Donald Trump, his numbers get stronger. Trump's argument is they're going after me because I'm fighting for you and they don't want me fighting for you. And then you see all these cases pop up every angle possible to get this guy incarcerated or off the ballot or uh, somehow uh, 
unable to run for office. And the more they do it, the more convincing Donald Trump's argument is that they're doing it on purpose. Now, are the Democrats just so stupid that they don't see this? Or are we being McCaskill? Are they doing this on purpose, knowing that his numbers get stronger? You know, at first I thought that was a real possibility. But when I look at the polling data, you know, he's, he's so far ahead of Joe Biden that he's beyond the margin of error. Uh, granted, there are, you know, th- there's plenty of time between now and November. But still... Uh, unless something miraculous happens to the economy, and and I don't see that, Joe Biden's going down in flames. Donald Trump, if he gets the nomination, will be the next president. It's hard to figure out what these Democrats are up to. They might have thought, well, he's so unpopular, and if we could just get him in, in uh, you know, get him nominated, we'll win the White House. I don't know what the hell they're thinking. But this is just going to reinforce Trump's position that they're just coming after him because of who he is, because he's defending you. And there's a part of me, and I said this uh, six months ago, there's a part of me that sees this, uh, this relentless attack on Donald Trump it, it, in such a light that even I want him to win. Ultimately, I don't. I want somebody who will actually fix the uh, the problems facing the country. But if it comes down to Donald Trump versus Joe Biden and nobody else can win, I'll hope for, for uh, Donald Trump. But this, this relentless attacking makes people sympathetic. makes me sympathetic. 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. Gary is on the line. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, sir. Um, I think they're stupid. I mean, I really think that in their little group that they have, uh, the Democrats are like, well, we all hate him. So the world has got to hate him because we're always right. We're never wrong. And... America loves an underdog, and they have been kicking this dog for six years now. And I think a lot of people are tired of it. There, there's people wanting to vote for him that would never have voted for Donald Trump, or a Republican for that matter. I, I really think, I mean, he's never been convicted of anything, yet we're kicking him off a ballot. That's an awful slippery slope, I think. Yeah, I think it is, too. And I like your phraseology. They're kicking this dog for six years. Yeah, they just keep kicking. They were doing it when he was in office, and it was the Russia hoax, and it turned out to be nonsense. Uh, he beat that. They impeached him twice. He stayed, you know, he, he, they didn't get him out of office. Uh, he, they just keep failing. Um, yeah, they've been kicking this dog for six years. I like the way you said it. Gary, thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Merry Christmas. You too. Merry Christmas. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Man, I mean, they're making a mistake. They need to get out of the way. This train is coming, and they're going to get mowed over. Maybe they think something miraculous is going to happen. By the way, I'm having an exchange with a listener 
uh, Mike, about uh, the economy, at least as, uh, as far as uh, warning signs from Warren Buffett. And he doesn't get it, but I'll explain it anyway in a few minutes. In the meantime, we'll go to Jim. Good morning. Yeah, it, it's been about seven and a half years that they're kicking the dog. But uh, anyway, uh, the, uh, they're, they're all drinking the same coffee, eating the same soup. You know, they listen to where do they get their information? You know, they're they're talking to each other. Yeah. I dare they've ever listened. I mean, a few of them probably listen to uh, some conservative radio, but, the, you know, then they turn their stomach and. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, yeah, they're they're just listening to their own friends and they yeah. don't look anywhere else. Yeah, I remember a story about uh, when uh, Ronald Reagan got elected and how uh, none of the Democrats thought it was possible. They just, they, because the only people they were talking, they didn't know anybody who would vote for Ronald Reagan. Because like you're saying, they were just listening to their own circle of friends uh, and not looking outside. All right, Jim, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. 874-9390-800-529-5572 or go to GaryNolan.com. You can send me a message like Kim did. Gary, I think conservatives should use the only weapon that we have. We should do the same to Colorado as we did to Bud Light. This is ski season, and if people would quit showing up, perhaps the business community would put some pressure on politicians. And yes, the Republicans are stupid. Well, well that's the old saying, the, the stupid party. Um, I... Uh, I don't see how this stands, uh, and, and I think ultimately uh, Trump prevails. And if they continue these attacks, I, I actually think that even even if they find him guilty of something, people are going to vote for him anyway. There, You won't be able to convince anybody. If he really did something wrong, if he really did keep records that he shouldn't have kept, if he really did... Uh, somehow encourage uh, January 6th. If, if, they, if they find him guilty of any of that stuff, Americans and conservatives in particular are to the point where they won't believe it. Democrats are shooting themselves in the foot and they think that just because Joe Biden won the first time that he'll win this time. No, no, no. Nay, nay, Perlene. Uh, people will listen. Uh, people will remember what the economy was like when Trump cut taxes. Uh, and they're going to compare it to what they're experiencing now. And it's not going to look particularly good for the Democrats or Joe Biden. Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft is going to be with us. The Epic Times. Epic Times. I, I've been dying to get this uh, story out uh, because... It's just so fascinating. Uh, Darlene Sanchez is going to be with us. She was uh, fortunate enough to obtain an interview with a psychiatrist um, in, London, uh, in London who saw children that were referred to their infamous Tavistock Gender Clinic. What did he have to say? You're going to be stunned. I promise you. That's coming up on the Gary Nolich Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show.
It is 9.35. Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft on board with us this morning, not representing any campaign or political race, just that he's Secretary of State. And I want to know what he's thinking. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Colorado. Uh, let me uh, let me get a quick phone call. It, you know what? Callers, hang on. I'm going to uh, speak with the Secretary first. Mr. Secretary, um, welcome to the program. What did you think of the Colorado decision, and where do you think it goes from here? I think it's ridiculous. Um, based on the law, it's ridiculous. I, I filed an amicus brief in that case because of the the just the the, the total uh, exception from norms and practices of how the law is applied. Uh, that the due process was ignored. Um, I think that this will be. Uh, uh, appealed, if you will. There will be a cert petition to the United States Supreme Court, and this decision will not be upheld. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it will either. We just talked with uh, Dave Rowland. I know you know Dave, and he yeah. he's pretty pretty sure. He's not 100% positive, but he's pretty sure uh, that at the end of the day, this will this will go down in flames. Uh, and my spe- I'm trying to figure out if the Democrats are just that stupid that they don't realize every time they attack this guy, he gets stronger. Because, Mr. Secretary, he's making the, uh, the argument that they're attacking him because he's protecting us. Uh, and, and so, you know, they, they throw these lawsuits and, and uh, criminal uh, investigations at him. And so far, he's been relatively uh, uh, successful in defending himself with a couple of small exceptions, and it just makes his case, makes him look sympathetic. Well, when it's easy to see that the law is not being applied equally to him, when it's easy to see that the law does not apply to him, then of course people say this is uh, punitive, this is retribution for his political thoughts, not for what he's actually done. I mean, if you just look at the 14th Amendment, it says... Uh, no person who having previously taken an oath, and I skipped some words there, but you know, put an ellipsis before who having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state. That's who that applies to. And the President of the United States is not a member of Congress, is not an officer of the United States, is not a member of any state legislature, and is not an executive or judicial officer of any state. It's the plain language. You don't find someone criminally guilty when they don't meet the elements of the crime. (laughs) Yeah, well, tell that to the Colorado Supreme Court. Um, I'm going to take, no, I'm going to keep going because we've got so much ground to cover. Um... Sarah Unsicker has issued a press release suggesting that there is foreign election interference. Yeah, um, the, she's running for attorney general. Uh, she's using this to attack, or she was running for attorney general. I think she's now pulled out of that race. She was bringing up this false claim of election interference to use it as an attack on the other candidate that had announced Elad Gross for um, the Democrat nomination for attorney general. Uh, It just shows that this idea of using lawfare 
and misinformation against political candidates is growing. And that's a grave threat to our state and to our country. There was nothing there. We actually asked for follow-up from her, and she said, well, I don't have any follow-up information. I, I, I don't know any of this myself. I got this from someone else. So we reached out to them. But this was, uh, so far, it appears to be textbook misinformation by elected officials. What, what's the point of it? I think, well, I, I think a reasonable person could uh, decide that Representative Unsucker had made these allegations, even though they weren't true, either because she thought it would hurt her opponent in the attorney general's race, or she just couldn't understand the law. Well, if she couldn't understand the law, that might be just a little problematic for the job she's <laughs> applying for. I'm just saying. Um, let's see here. Um, did it, what, I'm just curious to, to see what you think of this. Uh, apparently, homosexual uh, in Washington, D.C. decided to engage in uh, homosexual activity on video in the Capitol building. It's like, <laughs> of all the places... I thought I thought the Capitol was a sacred place. Isn't that what the Democrats told us with regard to January 6th, that it was a sacred place? I mean, I, I guess I'd like some reporter to ask if a Republican had walked into that room, would the Democrat have considered that um, uh, uh, stopping an official proceeding? <laughs> would they have been charged criminally for that? Oh, that is It's just, ridiculous. Oh, it is just ugly. Really, it's <laughs> just ugly. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, somebody that needs to go in there with a flamethrower and just, you know, <laughs> completely... Well, wait a minute. I thought they needed to go in with a flamethrower to the Capitol a long time ago, <laughs> not just now. <laughs> um, all right, let's, uh, let's talk about economics um, because, you know, they, they keep saying, Mr. Secretary, that inflation is down, but it's not down. It hasn't gone up as fast as it was, but it is still going up. It is not increasing as fast as it was, right. but it still builds on prior increases. So anyone with a family, anyone that actually works for a living and has to pay for their food and their housing, they know that costs are up. They know that they have skyrocketed. The, the loaf of bread that I could get uh, two years ago is now at least 50% more than it used to be. They can see the increases in the price of milk. The increase in the price of egg. Look at the increases in the price of meat. Uh, and I love how the federal government always likes to say, well, if you take out energy and food, inflation isn't so bad. <laughs> if, you, if you take out energy and food, we are all dead. Yeah, what's well, left, uh, frankly. I, I, I just, I get frustrated when they say it's down. It's not down. It's up. And going up uh, you, you know when it's down? It's down when when you see a negative number. It, the, the Fed wants 2%. It's 2% plus. Just because it was 4% plus doesn't mean that it's down. It just means it's not up as much. And that's just frustrating because I don't think people understand it. Um, all right, let me, uh, let me move on here because uh, I, I just, I'm curious to see what you think. Uh, does does Donald Trump win the nomination or not? Um, it, it it's sure looking like he will. 
Um, obviously, as the chief election authority, it's up to the people to make that decision. And Missouri will have the caucuses. But uh, I, I'm not a betting man. But if I was, I sure wouldn't bet against him. <laughs> yeah, I, I sure understand that. All right, Mr. Secretary Jay Ashcroft, thank you for being with us. And uh, I wish you a Merry Christmas. And I don't think we'll chat until uh, the new year. Always good to talk to you. Have a Merry Christmas. Thank you very much. Thank you. Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft. Um, I, it, it, the economy is, is not as good as people think. Uh, I talked about Warren Buffett and what he was doing uh, by uh, getting uh, rid of stocks. And I had an exchange uh, with Mike. And he seems to think that there's nothing to what we're what we're saying. Uh, he's, he gives me a a, a piece about uh, from Bloomberg. It's uh, opinion Buffett's 157 billion dollar cash pile isn't an ominous sign. Um, actually, it's not in and of itself. It's where the money is going, and this apparently is not what Mike understands. Quick break, I'll explain it. It's the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 949. Glad to have you with us. <laughs> Glad to be with you. Um, no, actually, I uh, I said that, Bill. I'm the one who said uh, they ought to burn it down. I, I, I'm not sure. Maybe he uh, seconded the motion. Talk about the Secretary of State. Uh, in the meantime, uh, let's see what we got here. What we're witnessing is a, com- a communist regime trying to imprison their political opponent, Rather than send the Stasi, the FBI, uh, to overtly uh, to do it overtly, they're using lawfare. We've seen the movie before. This uh, they will stop at nothing. He knows where the bodies are buried. Uh, Steve, okay, Steve, that's okay. We can get through. If you want to send a message, you can go to GaryNolan.com, send a message, and it will pop up uh, right here in studio. So, what? Warren Buffett is done as he sold a bunch of stocks. He's not buying any other stocks. He's he's put the money, and it's not just in cash in a savings account somewhere. He's put it in treasuries. But he is not going out and buying other stock. And the point of the of the uh, that that I was making when I pointed this out before was he sees a rocky road ahead. He wants to be liquid so he can take advantage of what's going to happen in the market. He can't find anything that isn't already overpriced. So he is, uh, he's gonna get as much liquidity as he can because he knows that it's going to change, that those, you know, those prices are going to plummet. And apparently um, a listener didn't, didn't quite get it or still doesn't get it. But that's, that's the significance of him taking uh, that cash out of stocks. And if Warren Buffett thinks you need to be liquid to take advantage of what's coming, that's probably good advice uh, and something that we probably should follow ourselves. I, again, am not qualified to give you advice. I'm just telling you that's what Warren Buffett has done. There is uh, more news on the economy. U.S. economist has warned that implementing a carbon tax will kill the economy. Um, this, um, 
this just doesn't make sense that we would raise taxes at all. We've, we're just taxed enough already. The problem with the government isn't that they don't have enough money coming in. It's that they've got too much going out. Art Laffer points, that, uh, points this out with this uh, pollution tax. And, and he thinks that this is going to be devastating to the economy. Art Laffer worked for Ronald Reagan, came up with the Laffer Curve, which was a, a pretty good representation of what happens as you raise taxes. You picture a, 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 bell, a bell shape, and at the left on the bottom, it's zero tax, a, a zero tax rate, and then you get zero tax return. And as you move up to the top, you get higher tax rates, more tax return, but once you crest the apex, once you get past that, you raise the taxes even more, you get less money. Because people start hiding it. They start doing things with their money that protect the money from the, from the tax man. He understands taxation, and he is right. Uh, raising any tax, much less a carbon tax, would be devastating to the, to the country. Uh, Roy is on. Good morning, sir. Okay, first of all, I hope I didn't miss the answer while I was getting the phone to call. Warren Buffett sold a bunch of stock, and you say he bought treasuries? Yeah. Is that a tax um, evasive maneuver? Uh, if he not... had simply sold the stock, that would be income, and the government would come and get him. But do they do that if he buys treasuries with it? I'm not a tax accountant, so I don't know what specifically. But I bet there's a tax accountant that's listening to us talk right now. But his his uh, his whole motivation here was to be liquid because he can't find stocks that are worth what they're charging. He knows yeah, it's going to reset. Even considered buying a treasury because I don't have that kind of money. But if they're more liquid than cash and they're not taxed. Yeah, he's, he's playing Potter, and it's a wonderful life. All right. Roy, appreciate it. Thank you, Thanks. sir. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, let's see. We've got a lot of other ground to cover here today. There are a lot of things that are going on. Uh, we told you about the uh, the global warming people. Apparently, they're, they're making fun of this. Uh, they're parodies on this. Uh, social media platform X was a buzz following a recent study proposing that human breathing might be contributing to global warming. Uh, and un uh, as unveiled in a recent publication in the journal PLOS, the research indicated that exhaled human breath can contain small elevated concentrations of methane and nitrous oxide, both of which contribute to global warming. So apparently the trick is to stop breathing and, and the planet will be fine. Our suggestion, of course, is for those people who are absolutely convinced that global warming is a problem, that they start. Uh, they, they should go ahead and hold their breath first. And then we'll see if it makes a difference. And if it does, well, then we'll follow. But probably won't. Uh, speaking of green energy, and I've got just a few minutes, i got to rush through this because we've got uh, the Epic Times coming on. Uh, we've got uh, Murray Sabrin coming on. We've got a lot of ground to cover 
in the next couple of hours. California's dream of renewable green energy has left the state worse off. And even California Democrats have recognized just how deep the failure runs. The story is at MSN. California energy regulators voted to extend the lifespan of the Diablo Canyon nuclear plant by five years. They can't shut it down. They can't afford to. The, the green energy isn't sufficient. You need nuclear, you need gas, you need coal, you need all of this. And even in California, they recognize that this is problematic. You can't just shut it all off. But wait, there's more. Because there is another study that says, what would it, this author said, what would happen if we literally just stopped oil tomorrow and did without the natural resources on which the world, its economies and populations depend? The answer, most likely 6 billion people would die within a year. Uh, the authors assuming that when when uh, they say uh, you know just stop drilling for oil, just stop using oil, uh, it means fossil fuels, so oil, gas, coal. Uh, he also uh, assumes that uh, we have today's technological knowledge and infrastructure, so we're talking about stopping fossil fuels now, not at some end unspecified time in the future. No more mining for coal, oil wells shut down. Gas fields, likewise, uh, the first to feel the change would be gas users. Gas stocks held above ground are typically not that high. So, for instance, Great Britain would uh, maybe go 10 or 15 days, and they have to turn off their gas distribution system. You can't stop using carbon fuels. That's what makes life what it is today. The cell phones that they rely on when they organize their their boycotts and highway blocking and art destroying uh, uh, global warming advocacy uh, plans uh, depends on carbon fuels. Hell, you can't even mine the minerals that you need to build the batteries to make any of this work. People would freeze to death, and more people do die from the cold than they do from the warm. And this nonsense about the ocean, the, the ocean's been going up for hundreds of years. It's been rising. Instead of shutting off energy, very costly, not particularly effective, how about, so say, maybe moving uh, some real estate a little bit further back from the coast? Uh, how about putting up dikes and dams and, and things like that? Be a lot less expensive than what they're proposing. And that water level is probably going to rise no matter what. Professor Sabrin coming up next. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show 